the first time you slap on your skis and you go down the bunny slope through, you know, three or four times, you're not going to go jump off and go down the black diamond. You know, it's the same thing with intuition. You, you can't, you have to really hone that skill to be able to hear it, get the pieces, understand what it's telling you. There's so much confidence it, it builds in you because now you know that you're always taken care of, that there's always something you can rely on, a tool that's going to help you get through the unknown. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, writer, and speaker with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. We boldly explore relationships, connection, and the nuances and complexities of the human experience with compassion, honesty, and a sense of humor. With both solo episodes and highly curated guests sharing incredible stories, experiences, and expertise, the Room to Grow podcast takes the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while covering the uncomfortable topics many of us would like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today's episode is super, super special because this is a topic that I get asked about a lot. (laughs) I have spent a lot of time diving into this myself. um, And when I met Lisa at uh, a small small gathering I was at a, a few weeks ago, I immediately was like, oh, you you do what for a living? You need to come on the podcast. <laughs> what I love most about Lisa is the unique angle that she brings to this topic because she she holds degrees in electrical engineering from Columbia University, a degree in psychobiology from State of University in New York, and a PhD from the University of Metaphysical Sciences. This woman means business. <laughs> this is no joke. She has taken all of the areas of of science and woo and it woo so called and combined them to create her own unique intersection at the center of this and the way she teaches intuition is powerful it is transformative and she helps people to trust their intuition to make better decisions like lisa teaches others how to use the power of intuition in their decisions so that they no longer doubt themselves and that they feel confident in moving forward through her revolutionary step-by-step intuition technique that anyone can use we're getting into the differences between intuition and anxiety in this one Um, how to amplify your ability to hear your intuition, Uh, getting around the fact that that sometimes we can almost just sort of be waiting for intuition to hit like a bolt of lightning magically one day, but never doing any practices towards enhancing our own natural abilities and gifts of which every single one of us possess, by the way. It's just a matter of whether we clear the space to hear the whispers of it, as you've sometimes heard me talk about in this podcast. And she teaches how to do this like in really specific ways and and how everyone can develop their intuitive gifts so she's taught hundreds of people she has such this this really cool intersection and she's also got a book uh, called intuition on demand which is a step-by-step guide to intuition that you can trust so i highly recommend that you connect with lisa she also mentions a uh, free challenge that she's doing around developing your intuitive gifts. So definitely go check that out. It is listed in the show notes and make sure to connect with Lisa. Let her know that you found her over here and let me know how you like this one. And I'm also always open to uh, ideas around topics, guests that you want to hear about. Let me know. I'd love to hear more. And I'm not going to waste any more of your time chatting because Lisa and I have a conversation to have. So (laughs) let's go. 
Lisa, I am so excited to have you today. I've been looking forward to this. I was just saying to you, I've been looking forward to this conversation for weeks, ever since we met a few weeks back. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm excited to be here. We had such a fun time when we first met and started talking and it was, it was very exciting. So I'm excited. It was. And we've just continued the conversation since. So I'm very excited for this. And as soon as I heard what you did, I'm like, oh, Lisa, you need to come on the podcast <laughs> to talk oh, about nice. all things intuition. Nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. Tell us what you do and tell us how on earth you ended up doing this work. Like, I need to know the story behind this because this is not something that, you know, we just sit down one day and, and are like, oh, I'm going to teach people about intuition. I, I need to hear how this came to be. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So what I do is I help people, uh, make better decisions with using their intuition, adding that component of intuition in their decision-making, because, you know, we're making decisions all the time and everything we do, we make thousand decisions a day, probably from the food we eat to the people we choose to be our, our um, partners, or our mates to the job we are choose, or perhaps even where we want to live. So decisions are super important in our life and the decisions that you make can impact your life because they accumulate. If you continue to make bad decisions, poor decisions, then it can negatively affect your life. But by contrast, if you make good decisions, the better de decisions that you make can help you have a better life. So that's the core of what I do and why I do it. Um, and I do it through, I do everything pretty much online. Uh, we have uh, courses and we also have an online membership, which is um, a place where people can learn a little, do a little. So it's sort of like a, um, a martial arts model where you come in, learn a little bit about your intuition, how to use it, how to, how to um, experience it through exercises, and then um, you go and practice it. So that's what our membership is online. And, and uh, we're, you know, it's really exciting. I watch people go from feeling like they don't have any intuition to realizing that they really are very intuitive and that they can now access it anytime they want. So it's really, really fun. Um, and then how did I get into this? What a great question. <laughs> um, so I am infinitely curious and I'm a perpetual student and I just love to learn about why things work, what the world is about, how, and, and ultimately that helps me become a better person. And I, you know, it, I remember way back, even when I was eight years old, when wondering, you know, why are we here? And once, and I realized, oh my gosh, you know, there's so much that we can learn from science. And uh, so, and, you know, any, and then of course science goes only so far and then wanting to learn more. And I learned more about, um, oh, things that were transcendental or, or metaphysical sciences and if you will, and, uh, and you know spirituality because those are all part of our lives and so i went to school i went to college and i i got a degree in psychobiology i wanted to know why people do what they do i want to know what makes them tick and uh, it's also the biological side of psychology so you know how, to, how does a brain work and um and then i went into engineering uh and i got a degree in electrical engineering from columbia university because i i love all things science and and um, and technology. So, so that was where I started. But as I went along, always trying to figure out one. You know, one of the things that always intrigued me was like, what is this intuition thing? How do people know 
without seemingly having any reason for knowing or any background in something. They just know um, not to get on that plane or that somebody, their loved one's in trouble. And, and it's just, it was just so fascinating. So um, science doesn't talk a lot about intuition. They do a little bit, but not a whole lot. And so I decided that I'm going to go and try to figure this thing out because I never thought I was intuitive myself. And I wanted to, they said, well, you could develop it. Oh, this is so cool. All right, I could develop it and um, become intuitive. And, and in my mind, uh, from what I was learning about and reading is that, you know, it can get to the point where you, you're so intuitive that people will call you psychic. I was like, cool. So I was very open and I studied all kinds of things, as I mentioned earlier, from science to metaphysical sciences and tried to put all the pieces together. And what I discovered is that a lot of what people were talking about intuition really has some connections to what we call the way the right side of the brain thinks you know how they um how they just know things that's a very right brain function uh and and also well they would see things you know and that's also how the right side of the brain thinks it's a very it, it speaks in images and symbols and understanding big picture knowing and so the more i studied and the more i went into gee how do the psychics do it and what are they doing and how does all all of this work i i was able to see what process they were going through and i put together a technique to be able to make your intuition happen on demand uh on what you want and get information that's useful detailed information um, so, cause I'm open, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be open to all these things, uh, whether it's science or metaphysical science or, or, uh, what people would consider mystical or woo. And I realized, how, and I put it all together, it makes sense. And one day, um, I, you know, I was, I became very intuitive and I was able to, uh, it actually saved my life. And, and the way that was, so what happened there was that I was, it was during the summer and I was not feeling too great, um, but I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I was shaking from head to toe. And I, that usually doesn't happen to me when I'm sick. And I didn't know what was going on. And I was really, I was shaking so badly that I couldn't hold a glass of water. So I woke my husband up and I told him, I think we, I think I need to go to the hospital. I don't know. There's something very wrong. And so he called 911 and they came and they took me to the hospital and, uh, they started to do some tests. They did some blood tests. I stopped, I had stopped shaking and they said, Oh, so you're, you know, you're, you're better now. We did find that you have bacteria in your blood, but what you should do is go home and cause you're stable now, go home and see your doctor the next morning. So I did. And, in the, so when I go to, went to my own doctor, he did what most doctors do. They give you what? Pills, right? So I got, they gave me antibiotics. So I started to take the antibiotics, but one of the things I realized was that I, um, I would have these bouts where my heart would race and I was short of breath and I was lying in bed. I wasn't doing anything. I was watching TV and then it would go away. And then it would happen again. And then it would go away. And and was this something that happened regularly or this was this was after the shaking incident? This was after the shaking incident. Okay. 
Okay. So it was part of whatever I was going through. I didn't know what it was. And uh, so one day, so then a, a, a day or two later, um, I'm still taking the pills. And it happened again. I was, uh, my heart started to raise and I was short of breath. And um, I looked down and my hands turned white. And I was like, what is going on? I don't know what it is. So I went back to the hospital. I called 911 and went back to the hospital. And um, same thing, they took blood and, and I, you know, and that thing, whatever it was, had, had passed. Uh, and they said, oh, okay, well, you're okay now. You know, just go home, keep taking your medicine. Um, you're fine. And I said, but wait a minute, what, what is this? You know, my heart's racing and I'm short of breath. Um, and I'm not doing, I'm just lying there. They said, oh, that, this was this guy doctor. He goes, oh, that, that was fear. You're hyperventilating. <laughs> and I said, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I wasn't afraid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's what it was. Yeah. And he said, no, 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 it's okay. You just go home, keep taking your medication. You'll be okay. So I, now I'm, I'm a little concerned. I'm worried. And I went home. And so I turned to my intuition and I said, so what is this? And what I, the message I got back was it is serious, but you'll be okay if you see a specialist. And so now it's Friday afternoon and I'm thinking, okay, I need to find a, a specialist. Um, and, and in this case, you know, an infectious disease, cause that, mm -hmm. there was something going on there. And uh, so I called around and then, you know, Friday afternoon, it's very hard to find a doctor, much less a new doctor. <laughs> and no, nobody was answering my call. Nobody's calling me back. Saturday morning, um, I tried again and, and nothing. And now the bats are getting worse. They're getting becoming more frequent. Mm -hmm. um, it got to the point where I couldn't stand up longer than a, a couple minutes before I felt like I was going to pass out. My heart was racing and I couldn't breathe. And and I knew something, this is really not good. You know, your body tells you this is not good. Mm -hmm. So again, I turned to my intuition and I asked, so what, what do I do? And my intuition guided me to a book that was on my bookshelf and, and to read it. And the book was How to Find the Best Pediatrician. Okay, so now, so... <laughs> Really weird little odd, but you got to do what your intuition tells you. All right, fine. So <laughs> I'm reading the book and, you know, the word pediatrician keeps coming up over and over and over again. And then I realized, wait a minute, our pediatrician is a friend of mine and he lives down the street. Uh, maybe he could help me, you know, because it's like Sunday now, right? Mm -hmm. So I call him up and in my head, I hear my intuition say, he's away on vacation, leave a detailed message. It's like a concept. Um, so ring, ring, ring. He didn't pick up the phone. So I leave a detailed mes message on his voicemail. So about 6 p.m. that evening, he calls me back and he said, I just got your message. I listened to it. And he says, I know what you need to do. You need to see an infectious disease specialist. I know one and he will see you. And I highly recommend you see him right away, like tomorrow. Wow. So I was like so grateful. So I, um, I was able to get an appointment with the doctor the next day and I went to see him. Uh, he, he took more blood and did some tests and he got back to me and he said, um, you still have bacteria in your blood, but we have more information. You have a heart infection. Wow. And he put me in the hospital. And uh, it's gonna make me cry. Um, and he saved my life. Uh, because I, I had endocarditis and I didn't know the doctors didn't know 
Um, and it's a very insidious disease because in young people, because um, I was when I was like in my late forties, um, it it people don't know they have it, and and if you let it go, you know you can die. So had I not listened to my intuition and get help right away, because it got to the point where I wasn't, it was getting worse and worse and it can, you know, just crash you. Um, I don't know if I'd be here today. Wow. I, I have had goosebumps for most of this story. Like by the time we got to, to, you know, your intuition starting to talk to you, I, I've had goosebumps for the rest of this story. Like what, mm. what an incredible example of of listening to your intuition yeah and having the tools to know how to tap into it is get information yes yes and that's exactly it and that and that made me realize wow you know i this this is something i want to help other people with i want them to be able to do what i can do because i learned how to do it and i didn't think i had intuition i didn't and i i wasn't able to to really tap into it prior to this. And now I can. So now I go and I teach people how to do this, right? You, it's better to teach somebody how to fish than just give them a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh so, so that's how that all, so that's how it happened. That's, <laughs> that's I'm so moved, Lisa, like what a beautiful example. What a beautiful, beautiful example. Thank you. And I think that there's, I, I also really love one of the things I absolutely love about you is how well-rounded your perspectives are like you do the science you you do the woo you do all -hmm. these different areas you've done extensive work and and studying under each one of these different areas and then you have created your own intersection in the Mm -hmm. center of all of these different things and pulling it all together and I think that's what makes you like so special and really sets you apart in so many ways like in this field it's incredible I just love that thank you (laughs) I, I, you know, but the, it's, um, it's me and, you know, I'm very, very curious, but, you know, I think one of the things my father taught me was to be open because we don't, you know, we think we know and we make conclusions, but then you might be shutting out the real answers mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, we've discovered so many things over the years, you know, how, how long do people think that the, you know, that the sun went around the earth? <laughs> exactly yeah and, and and because we discovered that oh no the earth goes around the sun all that knowledge enabled us to go to the moon yeah yeah and uh, something that that you mentioned right before that we jumped on and and i want to mm-hmm. get into with you as well is for one thing not thinking that you were intuitive I think mm-hmm. that's really common. I think that a lot of people don't necessarily think that they're intuitive or that they don't necessarily know how to tap into it. We'll get into that a little bit more in, in a minute, but that piece about not thinking that we're intuitive and then not even necessarily being open to it because we think that we aren't intuitive. Like we've just decided there that we aren't intuitive. Therefore we are closed to even hearing it. And also just on the other side of that or another angle of that is sort of just waiting for intuition to happen. Be like, oh, yes. one day it'll strike me like a bolt of lightning and I'll magically become intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, so what right. do you what do you do with people when they come to you with like these these types of thought processes and how do you kind of shift that? Well, uh, the, the biggest discovery, I mean, the, the aha I had was as I was, as you know, as I mentioned, I've been studying all this stuff and trying to figure out what are people doing? Because, you know, a lot of the studies where people want to learn how to be more intuitive, 
whether it's in science or in business, you know, and you read books and I, and I've read them all, um, or even the psychic side of things. It's very vague when they get to intuition. It's, it's like, um, you know, on the, on the psychic spiritual side, it's like, okay, they go through all this process of you sitting and you're meditating and, and, and then you prepare yourself and then, and then you connect to spirit and it tells you something. It's like, well, what is that? Yeah. And, you know, or you, um, or now you get your message, you know, and it's like, well, how do I know what it is? Um, or, you know, in the business world, they talk about, well, you have to be more creative. And it's like, well, what do I create? How do I do that? And then how do I know it is intuition? So what I started to do is look at what people were doing when they were um, get when they experience intuition. What are the commonalities around that? And then that goes from, again, from that intuitive aha, the, um, uh, I guess, it, it, the, the epiphany to um, people who were, you know, I, I was studying psychic mediums and psychics and, and watching what they were doing to the point where I actually even, I would go and, and, and try to either be um, a, what we call a sitter where, you know, they're reading for you because I like, is, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> um, do they know something that I, I, nobody else knows How, and, and to, and watching what they're doing. And I started to see, oh, so the experience really is, um, again, was all about what, what science knows, psychobiology knows as the right side of the way, the right side of the brain thinks and the way it, it processes information. And when, once I understood that, then I realized, oh, I can recognize intuition now because I just need to know what those intuition characteristics are. Mm. That it's, that it, so one important thing is in the right side of the brain, there's no language because your language centers on the left side of your brain. So that's why people, when they have a stroke, they have trouble speaking because a lot of times it's in the left side of their brain. Okay. So, so intuition doesn't have a lot of words. It might have a few words, but it doesn't talk like I'm talking to you now. That's the left side of the brain. The right side of the brain might say, stop, go left, talk to her, right? That's it, very short. So that's one characteristic. Um, another characteristic is that the right side of the brain is very connected to our feelings. So it's more of an innervated, more connected to our feelings than the left side of the brain. So that, that, and we all know, so now, you know, that feeling of, um, so I did an inter interview, I interviewed some of the, the um, people who are highly skilled at whatever they're doing, and, but use intuition. So whether it's a high level executive um, in business or, um, I, you know, uh, I interviewed a, a mathematician, uh, I also interviewed a fighter pilot. And one of the things the fighter pilot told me went from an intuitive experience is I said, well, how do you know? Because if you're flying a fighter jet, they fly at 500 miles an hour. And then the other jets flying at 500 miles an hour at you. So that's, they're, you're approaching each other a thousand miles an hour. How do you know in an instant what you need to do Whether you need to turn left or right or what, or, you know, how to attack or save yourself. And she said that there is this feeling, and this is what I mean by feelings, intuitive feelings. And she said, it's, it's kind of like when you're watching a scary movie and you know that behind that door, 
that the hero is just about to go and grab the doorknob for it, that there is a bad, bad thing on the other side, a monster, a bad person, whatever it is. And just as they go reach for the door, you're, you and your body go, don't do that. Don't do that, you know? And, and we all know what that feeling is. So she said when she's flying, she has that feeling. It's flash. It's a quick feeling. And, and so, and then she, she knows which way to go. So these are the kinds of things that when you know these characteristics, that you can start recognizing them in your head. Now, by contrast, the other side of your brain, which is what we identify with our thinking, our ego, our doubt, our fear, our worries, that's all on the left side of the brain. And the left side of the brain has those characteristics. So if it, it's talking and it's worried and it's doubting, oh, you can't do that. You never could do that before. Oh, what does everybody get to think? Right? has ego. What does everybody get to think? Those are thinking thoughts. That's not intuition. Mm. And so when you start to see the difference between the two side, the way the two sides of the brain work, then you start to go, oh, and when it goes through your head, you go, oh, okay. So that's, that's worry. That's not, that's my, not my intuition. Because the right side of the brain also, it, it's very present in the now, which I love. It's very Eckhart Tolle, you know, it's very, it's in the now. <laughs> that's what's important. Very I guess Buddhist in a way. Yes. Um, so, so you, you recognize that it, uh, it's not going to be sitting there ruminating over what's going to happen in the future, or worried about what you did in the past. Right. And these are the things that make up intuition. And when you recognize that inside of you, and it, it gives you the experience, the the feeling, or the, the few words, or the thought. Um, that's how you start to recognize it. And then you have to practice. You have to practice good ex intuition exercises that allow you to uh, experience intuition and know the difference between intuition and thinking. This is, it's just such an interesting conversation because like I, I, I spent um, nine years in a relationship where I, I found out at the end of, of that, I, I ended it when I found out that he had been having an affair off and on for the entire nine years. And I, and he also had like a secret house, like 170 meters from our driveway for several years. Like it was like a whole oh my thing. Gosh. <laughs> yes. And I had always considered myself to be very intuitive. And oh. that was a crushing blow because except that <laughs> when I put the dots together, because people will always say to me, they're like, well, you know, looking back, did you know? I'm like, looking back, we always know. <laughs> like hindsight yes. is always 2020, oh, yes. of course. Uh, yeah. Always. But it, it was really interesting because the self-forgiveness piece that I finally was able to get to happened because I was like, oh no, no, I was very intuitive because I was getting all these hits of like, something is off, something is wrong, something is not, you know, what it seems, but I was just ignoring them. So I, I was able to sort of recalibrate and, and just sort of step more into my intuitive gifts to, to be open to receive them. Mm -hmm. And as opposed to being a little bit closed off to them and believing mm -hmm. someone continuously outside of myself. That was one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn. But then a common, a very common question that I get that I have sometimes asked myself that I think you get as well is what is the difference between intuition and anxiety? And like, how do we know? And what I have started to, to deepen into in the last couple of years in particular, especially the past year, is if I'm feeling all kinds of stress and worry and 
oh, this thing isn't going to go this way or this thing is going to go wrong or whatever it is. I, I go beneath that. And I'm like, is this intuition or is this my fear? Is this like energetic imprints from past things that haven't gone well? And I'm just like sitting in the energy of like previous disappointments or something like that. And what I have been able to start separating is that my intuition is calm. My intuition is calm. It's like the still waters beneath like the, the duck that's on the surface, like splashing its feet, <laughs> swimming. <laughs> and the intuition is, is so much like so much lower than that. It's grounded and it's calm. And that's how I have sort of started to tell myself, but I want to hear like the way that you teach it and, and how you sort of differentiate between the two and, and help people figure that out for themselves. That's a great, great example. And you nailed it in terms of that calmness. Mm -hmm. So, it, so intuition is what I call neutral. So it's not go, even in the midst of um, telling you there's something not good. It's not going to be screaming and, and, and I'll, I'll give you an example. So I was, uh, I was driving down a parkway um, one day and I was in the left lane and I looked up and, you know, I noticed in my rear view mirror that there was this big black SUV blasting down, coming towards me from behind. And of course I realized, okay, and he was in the left lane. So, and I'm assuming it's a guy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. And uh, so, and I realized, okay, so I'm in the way, he's probably gonna want to get past me. I'll just move over to the right lane. And, uh, and so I, I looked in the right lane and, and just a little bit in front of me, no, yeah, just a little bit um, on my right was a green car. So now I, I couldn't move to the right lane. I had to either speed up to get in front of it or get behind it. And I thought, oh, well, I'm going a little faster than that green car. I could just speed up and get in front of it and I'll be in the right lane. And I heard in my head, get behind the green car. It was neutral and it was quick. And I was like, now I recognize the voice, right? I'm like, oh get behind the green car, but I'm, I'm like going, I, all I have to do is just, you know, go a little faster. And I'll get, get right in front of me. No problem. Right. You know, I'm already speeding up past it. And it, I heard it again, get behind the green car. I was like, okay. Okay. I heard you. <laughs> Fine. So I, intuition, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I get behind the green car. So the big black SUV zips past me, just flies by me. Two seconds later, my husband's in the passenger side. He points, uh, up and we are going under an overpass and on the overpass was a policeman with a radar gun mm. and so it was a speed gun right so yep. um so we go under the overpass <laughs> and the police car comes down and pulls over the suv <laughs> so what do you think would have happened had i got in front of that green car yeah you would have been nailed it first. would have been me getting mm -hmm. that ticket yeah right? so that's how it comes. My intuition wasn't saying, oh my gosh, there's a police <laughs> car up there. It's a, it's a speed trap. You're going to get a ticket. You better pull over, you know, does slow down you watch out, watch out, watch out. It doesn't scream. It doesn't get all excited. It doesn't get anxious. It's not panicking. It's just saying, get behind the green car. Yeah. And it does, and, and it's repetitive too. Same voice, same tone, 
right? And in the meantime, you know, my brain is thinking, oh, but you know, I, I just get, all I have to do is got to get in front of them. I don't understand why I just get in front of them because I'm going already going fast enough. It should be like slipping and, and then I got to get behind, you know, because this guy, guy is coming, wants to get, that's my thinking mind. But I heard it and I paid attention. And that's really what's important in learning how to use your intuition and in learning how to develop it. The developing it is learning how to recognize it and practicing practicing hearing it because it comes into you in, in those variety of ways a feeling a short sentence it could be a knowing it could be a picture and because it talks like that those are pieces of its overall meaning and one of the techniques i have is to gather those pieces and gather them quickly so that you understand the meaning because it's not going to talk to you the way I'm talking to you now. So um, that's what we want to do. We want to amplify our ability to identify our intuition. And that's how you can tell. People ask me the same question. How do you know it's, how do I know it's not my intuition and that it's anxiety? Well, if you were in a party, let's say you, you were in a party with a whole lot of people and you went with your best friend. And everybody's talking and it's very hard to hear music is going you're talking to somebody standing there with a glass of wine in your hand, whatever. And um, your friend is standing slightly behind you and calls your name. Now because you're so used to it now it could be it could be your also you know uh, a husband or a boyfriend because you're so familiar with that voice Now think about it, you know we're so familiar with our mother's voice. Mm -hmm. When they say when they call your name, even though it's so loud and it's hard to hear, you go, oh, I heard, I heard her call my name. I, he I heard him call me. That's what we need to do. Because when you are so familiar with your intuition and how it comes to you, it's easy to hear it in the cloud and the noise of your thinking mind. And that's what you have to do to develop it to be really good with it. And that's, I, I think that's so interesting, especially learning to, to hear it through the noise, because sometimes that, and, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Sometimes what I will tell people if they want to become more intuitive is, is I'm like, do you ever spend time with the uncomfortable thoughts? Do you ever spend time with no noise, with no distractions, with no screens, any of those things like filling your brain all the time? Do you leave space for the magic to come in? Because intuition is usually a whisper. It's not normally like screaming at you. <laughs> you're mm -hmm. going to have to like be able to hear it. But I love this example that you're giving where it's like when you become even like more and more attuned to listening to it, you can still hear it through the noise. And a lot of us like still can anyway. We just might not be listening for it when it comes and, it, you know, or whether there's, there's noise or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And I, and I think a lot of what you read out there, you know, with its magazines or, or books and so on, um, they'll say, okay, so that's why meditation is good, which I agree. Uh, or going out in nature or mm -hmm. being calm, which, which is helpful. I don't think it's enough yeah. because when you are in a state of, let's say, you know, if there's an emergency, you have a heart infection, you don't know it. And you're panicking and you it can't it's very hard to calm yourself yes right what do you do 
I love this point that you're making because I, I think it's it's really important to like nail down this piece. I love this. Right. And it and it takes and 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 the reason why I'm making it is because people say, Oh, well, I'm just gonna take the technique and now I can do it. Or, you know, I'm gonna now I know the characteristics of intuition and I'm gonna ask some big, you know, life questions and, and see what my intuition is telling me. You know, you have to practice because you're you're not gonna be hundred percent sure. You know, if you're learning how to ski. Uh, and you guys up in Canada do a lot of that. <laughs> um, if you first, the first time you slap on your skis and you go down the bunny slope through, you know, three or four times, you're not going to go jump off and go down the black diamond. You know, it's, it's right. it, you can't, it's too hard. And it's the same thing with intuition. You, you can't, you have to really hone that skill uh, to be able to hear it, get the pieces, understand what it's telling you. Uh, and that takes time. It takes a process. It takes practice. Um, and, you know, that's why we do what we do to help people do that. And and once they're able to do that, it, there's so much confidence. It, it builds in you, builds in the way you walk in life, because now you know that you're always taken care of, that there's always something you can rely on, a tool that's going to help you get through the unknown. What's happening uh, now that you can't see that it will show you what you need to see or what you need to do to take your next steps is going to give you that better decision. Uh, what does, what step to take so that you're moving in the direction where you want to go and where you want to be and that it's a safe, it's a safe step as well. So, you know, and that's what I love. I love, you know, my master intuitives are, which is where they get to when they get through my process and, uh, and teaching is, is um, they're like, oh my, it's changed my life. Yeah, I, I'm not afraid. I, I know the outcome before there is an outcome. And, you know, and that, and that's comforting. And it, it, don't we all want that? Don't we want to feel safe and solace and that we're cared about and, and that we're being taken care of, right? And, and that's why I do this. And that self-trust piece, like the ability to trust ourselves is what will get mm -hmm. us through life. And that's such a big part of that is, is learning to trust our own intuition that might be very different, like telling us something very different from every other person around us and having the confidence and trust within ourselves, within that, that voice in our heads that we can just go with it. And it doesn't matter what everyone else is saying, because we're like, no, this is, this is the thing. I really love to the, the, um, the point you made earlier about how decisions accumulate. I've never heard it put quite that way. And I think that's so powerful because yeah, like good, bad, ugly, <laughs> whatever those decisions are, if we continue to make those decisions over and over and over again and continue down that same road, they're going to accumulate in one direction or a variety of others. And then we get to have a lot of, a lot of say over how our lives go. Like, yes, I do tend to think that we're sort of like co-creators at best, but we have a lot of pull here that we can use. So Lisa, what are some of the, like, can you give it as an example of, of a, a tool that you give people to practice, like learning how to listen to their intuition? Okay. Let's see. Well, the first thing is to learn the intuition characteristics. Okay. So, so tell us about step. that. So you have to know what the difference is <laughs> and what those characteristics are. And so, um, and one of the things to, is that I do give a list uh, to get you started of, you know, a good chunk of those so that you can go, oh, okay, that's what intuition is and this is what it's not. Mm -hmm. And and that's how we first start um, and recognizing it that within us. 
Um, the next thing is to learn a technique on how to, now that you know how to recognize it, the next thing you need to know is how to trigger your intuition, how to make it happen. And that's, there's a very easy way to do that. So, um, and then I teach that in the technique and then be able to, now, now you trigger it, now you can recognize it. Uh, and again, these are pieces that come to you because people say, well, you know, I, I have this feeling, but I don't know what it means. Well, of course you don't know what it means because it's only one piece. It's one piece of, of the whole sentence that an, your intuition is telling you, but you don't have the other words. So, um, so being able to collect all those words and put them together and understand, then you have the meaning and you understand what it's telling you. And, and then practicing that technique is very important because then as you use the technique, it becomes second nature to you and you're able to collect information from your intuition very quickly and recognize it and hear it. And because you're working with it so well, it's, it's like driving. So when you first learn how to drive, um, you know, you're taken to the parking lot to learn how to, because you're not good at it. You don't know how to <laughs> break. You don't know how to turn. You're afraid of, you know, hitting things. But when you, you get really, really good at it, you just get in the car and you go and you can get on the highway and drive with these big 18 wheeler trucks. And you're not afraid at driving, you know, the speed of highway speed, whatever it is, right? Uh, you know, 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour. So that's what you want to get to with your intuition to be able to hone that skill. And there was an example that you gave too that I thought was really cool when you and I chatted uh, a few weeks ago about showing some of your students a photo of someone that they don't know, but someone that you know a lot about. Mm -hmm. And they had to uh, just like tune into their intuition. And well, I, I want to hear you explain because you're basically asking them to just like tell tell you things about the characteristics or, or anything that, that their intuition told them about this particular person and then seeing how that went right mm -hmm. right well that's actually um that's that's a good exercise that you could do I, again you have to be able to know the things that i told you about yeah so to apply it to that that example um i like to start with a photograph of somebody because you know we're we're social creatures so uh we do pick up a lot of intuitive information about someone just from their face and and um so so the process then is to is to see what pops at you as as you do and again you have to use the technique to 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 get it to happen um and and also as you're practicing the whole thing about practice is recognizing when your thinking mind is going and taking you off in another direction. Oh, I see that, you know, I look at that person and, oh, in my mind, I heard, I, I heard the word spaghetti. Spaghetti, <laughs> what is spaghetti? Oh, well, let's see. Spaghetti, let's see. Well, that's Italian food, Italian Italy. It could be Italy. Um, or maybe they're Italian, you know, and, or maybe they'll like it, to, you know, Italian food, that must be it. You know, they like Italian food because they're Italian and that's all you're thinking mind. Yeah, yeah. It's the, I guess, I think. So that's one of the things that is in your left brain is deduction, logic, figuring it out. That is not intuition. And if you find yourself doing that, then you're gonna most likely run down the wrong road and get the wrong information. Yeah, I love I love the Italian example. Actually, that was perfect. It, you know, I have a friend who who has described intuition as being a combination of logic and feeling. 
And I want to hear your thoughts on that. I think you would what disagree did they with mean that. By that. What did they mean by that? I think they meant that it it's a combination of sort of like lived experiences that have taught us certain things about like the way of the world and mm -hmm. combining that with with what's in our heart that it's sort of like a, a combination of like heart and mind is is what forms the basis for our intuition and there have been times where i have potentially agreed with that but i think lately i don't agree with that as much as i once did so i'm going to say two things uh the first thing is um intuition is knowing without knowing without knowing how you know it that's mm, all yes all right we don't know where it comes from we don't know yeah. where what the information is and it doesn't really matter right the second thing is i would say to that person what do you mean what you feel in your heart what does that mean yeah what's a feeling what's where's your heart what is your heart? is your physical heart mm -hmm. is it you know that's that's an organ in your body that pumps blood around your circulatory system right right it's carrying nutrients. It's um, oxygenating your cells. That's what that, that's a heart. So we're, all right, if we're talking about uh, existential heart, well, what is that? And what's feeling that? What is it? And that's yeah. the, these are the big questions that I asked all the time. So what are you talking about? And what's in your heart? I don't know. I don't know how to go into my heart. <laughs> Can you just open is. up your heart and look? I yeah, can't. Just go in your heart and then there it is. There's your intuition. Good. I don't get that. <laughs> it's like a little tiny organ in the organ. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. There's a little brain there. And well, we're going down another road. But um, so, so that's how I see it. We don't know where it's coming from. And I like to... It doesn't really matter where it comes from, but I, I, oh, I'm open and I really do believe that, yeah, maybe it's part of your previous experiences. So what? If it gives you information that's useful, fine. Yeah. But I also believe it gives you information from beyond us, mm -hmm. that it could be some, where we're getting information from um, your higher self, your soul, your guides, your angels, um, or the Holy Spirit. I believe that too. Yeah. What is all that? Well, that's who knows this divine, you know, knowing and and I believe that this is the way it comes to you. And, you know, and it's uh, something that gets very kind of political, but um, based on uh, culture and beliefs. But I'm going to be open. This is what I believe. And it works for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's really the key is like finding what works for for each individual person and letting that be like mm -hmm. and is are, are there people that what do you end up feeling when people use the term psychic and i know you and i talked about this super briefly um mm -hmm. the, before we jumped on too because the the word psychic the term psychic conjures up this stereotype that a lot of us have in our heads that is not always particularly complimentary and mm -hmm. i know people who are psychic but they don't really use the word because of all the negative connotations with it but are there people are, are there students of yours for example that uh once they become sort of like master intuitives do they sort of identify with being basically psychic if we remove some of the bullshit associated with the word oh, yeah absolutely yeah. and and i do have psychics that, who are students um yeah. And then I have people who are, are who don't do that and wouldn't wouldn't label themselves or, or and didn't come to me for that skill, um, but use it in their, you know. I have uh, one of my master's students that she consults um, 
uh, business owners, you know, who are doing multi seven figure, eight figure businesses. And she uses her intuition in her working with them to help teach them and help guide them. And so all of a sudden, you know, she had the big aha. It's like, oh, now she puts all the pieces together. And that's right. what it's about is, you yeah. know, it's using that inner magic, that skill that we all have uh, to do whatever it is we're doing. And, you know, and then coming into the world of, you know, that term of psychic, you know, to me personally, I, again, I'm open and I always thought, well, this is really cool stuff. Is it real? And I believe it is real. And I, you know, and, and some of the psychics I've gone to have, who are, you know, phenomenal what they do just blew me away. It's like, oh my God, yeah. I, there's no way that they could have known that because I didn't tell anybody. Absolutely. Um, I've so had the same it's, experience it's, with a couple people too. Cool. Yeah. 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 It's very cool. I really think it and, is. And I see it as a spectrum. <laughs> So yeah. I see it, you know, this intuition, what we label, you know, everybody has different definitions, but what I label intuition is that <clears throat> this basic skill that we all have, that when you hone it and you develop it, uh, and you, just as you said, you become super good at it, um, people are going to turn around and say, oh, you, that sounds like psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they and also I- say that, you know, and this is a, a Eastern philosophy of... Um, the the development of people who are on the path to enlightenment that when they as they get closer and closer to enlightenment so this is uh that eastern philosophy which is a oneness with god um they develop these quote psychic abilities but they don't care about that right that's that's not not, like the goal yeah no exactly it's not the goal isn't it fascinating it's like so amazing and um i was like this is great (laughs) and so they develop these abilities, but it's not the goal. Yeah. And I and, think, I feel like in some ways that's the key, like mm-hmm. to make that not the goal. And then you end up getting these, like these incredible abilities sort of as a, a side gift. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's part of, well, yeah, exactly. Because that, that's who we are. Yeah. Right. And that this is, and, and we, you know, for whatever reason, we've suppressed it. We've, we've cultured it away. We've um, vilified it, uh, you know, we've feared it. And, mm-hmm. you know, but it is something, you know, be open. It's like, well, if it's part of what, who and what we are, um, and it's something that we're quote gifted with and we can use, why not? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Lisa, what a magical conversation. I could just talk to you all day, but I just find this such a fascinating topic. And I just love like the depth that you bring to a topic that can sometimes be brushed aside by people and they're like, oh yeah, whatever my intuition, but you bring so much depth and like weight and, and you really ground this in, in reality and give people something solid to work with. Is there anything else before I want to be respectful of your time? Is there anything else? Uh, I mean, there's so many things, but is there anything else that comes to mind <laughs> that you want to add before we, we start wrapping up and, and letting people know where they can connect with you? Um, yeah, it's a, the magic is real. Mm, yeah. And that's what I tell people. Because it is. And can you imagine what the world would be like if everybody was more intuitive and connected to their heart? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever type of heart we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and connected to what I I think is, you know, all that is and and the way we're supposed to be from an expanded position of, you know, um, because I believe that that's that's what 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 we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be the best we can. And that that embraces all the goodness there is in the universe because the universe is made up of of the the core energy is is love yeah and that's what we're made of 
we we are the universe yes. <laughs> each one of us and is like a walking universe in and of like ourselves yeah. yeah yeah what a better place the world would be absolutely lisa you how can people connect with you because i know that people are going to want to go find all all the things yes. associated with you and yeah you also have a free workshop coming up i believe yes there's a workshop, workshop and we're doing it um today we're recording this on valentine's day so next monday we're starting the intuition mastery workshop so you can go to intuitionmasteryworkshop.com and sign up uh and it gives you an intro to intuition and the things we were talking about we talk a little more in depth in about it in the workshop and then um and also how you can you know move on and if you are interested in in um going further with my courses or the the membership that we have you know we talk about that as well so intuitionmasteryworkshop.com go over there sign up and we can talk more i'll be there live Amazing. i'm going to be <laughs> signing up i'm excited <laughs> right that's cool i love it and Lisa, I always wrap up with one final question, which is mm -hmm. if you could off offer people one piece of advice on growing into the best possible version of themselves, what would it be? Be open. That's been a continuous theme in here. And I love it because I'm all about that. Like rigidity is not an attractive quality in people. Rigidity, being closed mm -hmm. off, like growth oriented, open. I think that those are such beautiful qualities for all of us to embody. Because again, like, isn't that why we're here? Like to learn and soak up as yes. much as we possibly can, experience exactly. as much as we can. Right. And you might be rejecting something that could give you miracles or or something that, you know, I, and I, this is another uh, topic for another podcast, but manifesting and manifesting yes. with your intuition. And the things, I, I would get to the point where it's like, I want this. And I'm going to go down this road and get it. And I, and I'd run up against a wall. And finally I was like, okay, you know what universe, you know what I want. I'm going to let it go. And whatever comes comes. Cause I know that you have my best interest. And then miracles happen. Miracles be open. I just took note of that because I think that I'm going to, I know that people are going to love this episode and I think that we may need to do part two and we can do it all about that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that'd it. be awesome. It's fun. Yes. I got some cool stories. <laughs> I love it. Okay. We're definitely, I, when I hit the end on this, we're going to set up the next one because I'm very excited for a part two with you. <laughs> okay. You got love it. it. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Lisa. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more, one of the most common questions I get is where do I even start doing this work to create deeper connections and better relationships? I've got a free 15 page guide for you called Where Do We Begin? This is the very foundation that you need to start building healthy relationships with others and with yourself. This is my gift to you and multiple people have referred to it as life-changing. <laughs> you can find it over at roomtogrowpodcast.com or check the show notes to go download it and have it sent straight to your inbox. Thanks so much and stay tuned for more episodes weekly.